I've been ready to sing our intro song. Which, what, what's our intro song? Nutrition! 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 Hey, I'm Julie. And I'm David. And we're fitness and nutrition coaches who want to give you a buttload of nuanced knowledge so you can make informed choices, feel confident, and live healthful, action-packed lives on your own terms. In a world saturated with fad diets and fear-mongering, we mix science, real science, not flashy influencer pseudoscience, and sociology to help you embrace your humanness and find balance and health in a fashion that only promotes joy, freedom, and happiness. We work with all kinds, from youth athletes to grandparents, and encourage everyone to get curious about themselves and make choices that feel great, or to stop setting goals and to actually start living them. Your needs are unique, and probably not all episodes are for all people. We'll try and specify beforehand. So, if you are sick of feeling confused, unmotivated, or lost when it comes to fitness and nutrition, let this be your last fitness and nutrition podcast. Or maybe you're getting started on a fitness journey to build strength, endurance, or improve your athleticism. And we're here to help. So let's start being, being human, human through fitness, fitness and, and nutrition. nutrition. Anyways, well, we're back, guys. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> She's not sorry about it. Not at all. Not at all. We said this was going to be about fitness and nutrition, but maybe musicals. Who's to say? Who's to say? Who's to say? We hope you guys are having a lovely day and that you loved episode one, even if you didn't. Somehow you made it back for episode two, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks for coming back, guys. <laughs> Thanks. And I want to say, um, first off, we... we may have led you a teeny bit astray with the titling of our podcast. Yes, it's called Being a Being Human, Fitness and Nutrition, but sometimes in this wellness and coaching space, we fall into the trap, and maybe more in the past than today, of really dictating our health by those two categories. We hear it all the time, diet and exercise fitness, and nutrition. We actually believe that health is more multifaceted than that. Instead of being like a pizza and 50% is fitness, 50% nutrition, it's probably more like a six or eight slice pizza with (laughs) things like genetics, your environment, definitely your diet, food, nutrition, definitely movement and the health of your physical body. But also a piece of that pizza would be stress management, sleep, maybe social relationships, maybe having a purpose. (laughs) So, you know, our title is catchy and it's important to put the things in the title that'll draw you in to to get your listeners. But I think more than that, though, the things that we have in the title of our podcast are things that you can control. You can't control your genetics. You can't control some of the things that we've mentioned. However... These are two things that you have a, li- a lever, a lever, a lever that you can pull. Oh, goodness. I lever. don't know. Would you pull a lever or would you pull a lever? Lever? Yeah, you pull a lever. <laughs> these are things in general, not for everybody, but in general, these are things that we can control. And we're starting with nutrition of all things because it's kind of such a great opportunity. We have to eat every day. Um, I mean, I suppose you don't have to, but that is ideal, Some right? people don't eat every day, but at some point in your life, if you'd like to continue going on, eating is something you'll have to do. <laughs> yes, yes. If you'd like to continue living, eating is something you have to do. Roughly three times a day minimum-ish, usually more for people with some snackies in there. So we love talking about nutrition because you get a lot of bang for your buck when you make those little changes over time. And it's something that we do have to touch on so many times a day. So it's a great opportunity to make sure that we feel awesome. So that being said, as we say, hey, listeners, we're going to talk about nutrition. (laughs) I think it's that's like your that's like your Sesame Street voice. Hey kids! <laughs> like I can imagine it being like a little furry muppet. <laughs> That's good. That. Oh, good. I hope I hope we get somebody sends us a furry muppet. I hope not. <laughs> I mean, if it's a cute one, that's cool. But if it's a creepy one, I'm out. Sorry. Anyways, as you tune in and we say, "Hey kids, let's talk about nutrition." <laughs> I think it's cool to take stock of whatever you're feeling with that. You know, this is the thing where our audience base or people in general have such a 
a multi-complex relationship with these uh, things. You know, when we say nutrition, are you like, oh God, one more thing I can mess up? Or does it bring you stress and anxiety? Are you like, yes, Julie and David are going to give me the secret elixir to success so I can live for forever and have a six pack by tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I took a Benadryl today, so. <laughs> She's going to cut that out. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> or um, are you thinking, you know, oh, this is something I actually don't know much about. Let's learn a little bit and see how that uh, helps me grow and eat and live. That Benadryl is still doing silly things. Uh, anyways, just take stock of what you're feeling because I think that that's just a cool clue into maybe future episodes when we tailor them to specific types of people. But this episode in general is going to be for everybody. So wouldn't you are, if you were listening to this, Julie, and you heard somebody say, we're going to talk to you about nutrition, how does that make you feel? Now I would be like, yeah, I love nutrition. This is great. Let's have a cool conversation about, about it. Three years ago, you. Um, I would have been like, yeah, let's learn more. Uh, let's do it. We're always learning. Okay. But, you know, I could imagine a younger version of me being like, I must listen to this podcast to get the secret elixir of health so I can live forever as a youthful 18-year-old. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's quite silly. But um, or maybe at certain times being like, oh god, I can't think about food one more. I spent so much of my day thinking about food, I can't spend one more minute um, thinking about it. Which I, you know, you know, our podcast goal is just to make this easy on people, and so that they can live their lives and not have to really think about the nutrition and fitness. Just live the nutrition and fitness. Yeah. So the way we want to structure today's podcast is. Okay, because just so we're all on the same page, we're going to do a little Nutrition 101, but it's not going to be us rambling. We're going to make it into a fun voiceover with silly songs just to keep you entertained. And for some of you, this is not new knowledge. For other people, this will be some new knowledge. And we're not going to go into the elaborate depth of all nutrition. This is what we think everybody, everybody with a body, if you own a human body, these are, this is the nutrition science that can just help you function well, whatever that means for you. You can tailor and get more specific later on, but this is the baseline. And whether you want to be a professional bodybuilder or just be healthy in your 80s, this is important. What we believe is important for everybody. Yeah? Yeah. And then the second part of the episode will be our, our State of the Human Nutrition Union. Basically, we've just come up with um, some general themes or ideas you're free to take or free to ignore that might help you live a healthy, well-balanced life. Okay, so here's our little Nutrition 101. Beep-bop-boop-bop. Beep-bop-boop-bop. Pew! Welcome to everything you probably need to know about nutrition. Okay, I'm totally kidding. I will absolutely not be talking like that for this portion of the show. But thank you for humoring me. Moving on, things that are alive need sustenance. In humans, those sustenance can be divided into two categories, macronutrients and micronutrients. As you can probably infer by their names, macronutrients are found in larger quantities and we measure them in grams. Micronutrients are in much smaller quantities and we measure those in milligrams. There are three, and only three, macronutrients. They are protein, carbohydrates, and fats. They each have specific roles or duties within the body, which we will cover in just a little bit. These three macronutrients are measured in grams, and all collectively together, they will make up our calories. Ooh, calories. What a spicy word. I'm totally kidding. Calories is a unit of measurement and our body needs them. Our bodies need calories. Our bodies need calories. Calories are good. So, all food should have calories, though they will vary in caloric density and macronutrient makeup. Food contains macronutrients and it also contains 
Micronutrients. These are also known as vitamins and minerals. I will not list them all because there is a ton of them. There is a lot of them. All the vitamins A, D, K, B, blah, 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 potassium, magnesium, copper, blah, blah, blah. You get the picture. Micronutrients have so many varying duties within the body. Just as a general overview, they help our immune system function, they are important for our hormones, they are important for healthy development, disease prevention, well-being, wound healing, recovery. <laughs> and so these micronutrients are found in abundance in what we typically consider, quote, quote, healthy foods. Things like fruits and vegetables and whole grains and meats and dairy and potatoes and leafy greens. <laughs> Another fun fact is that each color of fruit or vegetable has different kinds of micronutrients in it. So it's important to eat a variety and eat the rainbow. That is the main reason why vegetables are so important for us. Yes, they've got fiber, but they also have these amazing powerhouse little bitty micronutrients. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so we know food has macronutrients and micronutrients, but now let's deep dive into each of the three macronutrients, shall we? Like I said before, there are three, protein, carbohydrates, and fat, and we're gonna switch up the music a little bit and introduce each one as the bomb badass powerhouse of a nutrient it is. We're gonna start with protein. Okay, I like to think of protein as the Legos of life or the building blocks inside our bodies. Our cells are constantly turning over and shedding. Protein is like the little Lego blocks that make up our skin, our hair, our nails, our eyes, our organs, our connective tissues. It is also crucial to get enough protein as we age because protein helps us maintain muscle mass. Even if we are younger in the gym, just trying to put on some muscle for health, we need enough protein to build those muscles. They have to come from somewhere. They come from protein. As we age, we need to be even a little bit more diligent about getting enough protein so we can hold on to our muscle mass, which is going to wrap our bones and keep them safe. No, eating enough protein will not make you bulky. It will instead make you very healthy. There is a possibility that the average American may be under eating protein. So a rule of thumb or a place to start, and of course, individual needs will vary, but a place we can kind of start or begin would be one to two palm-sized servings of a protein source at every meal. The only people who should be concerned about over-consuming protein would be those with um, specific kidney conditions, and hopefully you have a doctor and have chatted about that with them. So common sources of protein will be animal muscle meats, things like chicken, turkey, pork, beef, venison, alligator, <laughs> I don't know. Also things like eggs, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, fish, shellfish, beans and legumes, tofu, protein powders, and maybe some seitan, you know, if you're a a vegan. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like I was French. If you're a vegan or strictly plant-based eater. Yeah. I think that that's a great little introduction to protein. So let's move on to our second macronutrient of choice. Oh, hell yeah. We are talking about carbohydrates. Hear this fun, energetic, spunky sport music? <laughs> That's intentional because carbohydrates are our gasoline, our energy, our go-go juice. <laughs> carbohydrates are our body's preferred energy source. And even if you sit at a desk all day, your body is still working very hard, pumping blood, you know, your brain works, your digestion works, all of that, even getting up to go to the bathroom or blow your nose, hey. It's all powered by carbohydrates. Your body needs a lot of energy just to even lay in bed all day. Um, and getting some of that from carbohydrates is gonna make you feel like a million dollars because you'll have the energy to do the things you wanna do. So yes, because carbohydrates are our energy source, Athletes are going to need much more than people who are a bit more sedentary, and people's uh, preferences fluctuate. Some people feel better on a little lower carbohydrate diet, some people feel a little better on a higher carbohydrate diet, but in general, carbohydrates are going to be very beneficial for our overall health. 
attached to our carbohydrate friends is also where we're going to find fiber. That is the only place fiber is going to exist, attached to a carbohydrate of source. And fiber is a lovely little friend that's like a broomstick for your belly, sweeping out all the waste and uh, making you regular, wink, wink. So some of our nutrient-dense bomb.com complex carbohydrate choices we might want to include in meals frequently could be things like potatoes, rice, whole grain breads, corn, vegetables, although those are rather low in carbohydrates. So we're mostly looking at things like quinoa, beans, buckwheat, uh, barley, oats, taro root, (laughs) sweet potatoes. And kind of as a rule of thumb, we could think of these as being like our cupped handful size. Like if you cup your hand, that's a serving size. So imagine that as bread or potatoes or rice. Maybe one or two of those per meal would feel really good. A good place to start and adjust accordingly, of course, like I mentioned. So we'll cut the music for a hot second to get a little serious. Not serious, but... um, All foods kind of exist on this scale um, of being traditionally processed or processed with regards to keeping all the micronutrients intact, um, processed or cooked in the way that has the most health benefits kept intact, right? We can't eat unprocessed chicken because you'll get sick. That would mean it would be raw. (laughs) Actually, an unprocessed chicken has feathers and is walking around. Don't eat that grilling a chicken breast, you know, with a little bit of olive oil and seasonings, that would be less processed. Now, highly processing it is going to make it more shelf stable. It's going to make it more convenient. It's going to make it more tasty. The highly processed version of chicken would be something like a chicken nugget, which, yeah, chicken nuggets are delicious. I like the spicy ones. (laughs) Anyway, the highly processed version of carbohydrates are going to be things like pretzels, and sugar. So all carbohydrates are going to turn into sugar into our bodies, and that's going to be our go-go juice energy source. So yes, we actually need sugar. Um, However, uh, in the world, there's a lot of refined sugar. This is, you know, the delicious things, right? (laughs) It's probably in your ice cream, definitely in things like soda pop and candy and Twizzlers. Uh, This is also a carbohydrate choice. It is a quicker digesting carbohydrate. So these things actually can be a little bit helpful if we need to like sprint a 200 meter run or run our fastest mile because that is energy that we are going to have access to straight away. Now, because of our modern diets, there is an issue if we are chronically consuming too many refined carbohydrates um, without the balance of the proteins and the fats, which we'll talk about in a moment, that could lead to um, less desired health outcomes. Having to do with blood sugar, your body, if unless you are a diabetic, should regulate your blood sugar on its own. But if we were to chronically be drinking too much of those you know, refined sugars without the balance of the other stuff, it may lead to less desired health outcomes. So just something to think about. Balance. Prioritize those complex carbohydrates and live your life and enjoy the fun ones when you want to. I think knowledge is power. Just knowing where they are is really helpful. Okay, I feel so naked without the music. (laughs) Now I need music for everything, apparently. Moving on, this is our last macronutrient group. We are talking about fats. Yes. Fats are amazing because, number one, um, they make food taste amazing. (laughs) They make food taste really, really good. Regular popcorn? Meh. Popcorn with butter? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, but besides to enhancing flavors and making things taste good, they also have important biological functions within our bodies. So fat is really important for our cellular health. It aids in vitamin absorption. If you've ever heard of the term fat-soluble vitamins, that means that your body isn't going to absorb as much of that vitamin if it isn't attached to a fat. So that's why putting olive oil on some of our vegetables or eating salads with some fat source in there, whether it's cheese or dressing, it's going to be beneficial um, because a lot of those micronutrients that we need, uh, a handful of them are fat-soluble. We need the fat to help you absorb them. Fats are also going to help us feel really full. They're very satiating. They're vital to our brain health and our hormone health. Fats kind of got a bad rep in the 90s, and that was super unfair and not really cool. 
Um, and the logic was that fats are indeed more calorically dense than protein and carbohydrates. You'll see those things where it's like, hey, look at all this broccoli for 100 calories. You can get one tablespoon of olive oil. Okay, yes, but those things don't do the same things in our body. <laughs> and I don't want to eat all that broccoli. That's going to cause me GI problems. Um, so yes, fats are calorically dense. Things like peanut butter, olive oil, cheese, um, any kind of butter or non-lean meat, like the fat on your steak or in some ground beef. Fat can also be found in avocados. I am a millennial after all. Avocados, uh, seeds, all kinds of nuts, olives. Um, most of your dressings are probably going to have some sort of fat in there, full fat dairy. And then um, we also have things like, yeah, sausage and bacon and, you know, French fries are cooked in oil. And yeah, that oil is uh, part of the fat. So similarly to carbohydrates, there are different kinds of fats, things like monounsaturated, polyunsaturated, and uh, saturated fat, and trans fats, which are actually not used in modern food production anymore, thank God, because they were really bad for us. <laughs> All the other fats kind of exist in a ratio, hopefully, within our diets, so we just ask that you get a variety of different fat sources. Um, too much saturated fat might be a little stressful for those especially at risk with heart disease, uh, but we do need those saturated fats, roughly 25% of our overall fat intake. So just get a variety, lots of plant sources, throw in the animal ones when you want them because they're freaking delicious. And um, in general, because they are calorically dense for serving sizes, think about them in terms of the size of your thumb. And now each meal, you know, you could have two to three to four thumbs worth of fat, depending on your needs. Like carbohydrates, some people are going to feel a little better on a higher fat diet. Some people are going to feel a little better on a lower fat diet. Use your intuition. Just make sure that fats get in there somewhere to make you full, help you digest all those nutrients, and of course, make it taste really, really delicious. Last little nugget on fats before we move forward is that omega-3s, have you heard of that word? <laughs> omega-3s have a lot of health benefits and just in our generic uh, kind of standard American lifestyle, we tend not to eat enough of those. Those are found in things like fish. Um, there are in nuts and seeds, but it's ALA versus EPA and the EPA is really what we're looking for. So fishes and algaes, uh, things that people who live near the ocean probably eat more than us corn midwesterners yeah <laughs> so if you like eating fish amazing throwing that into your diet a couple times a week is going to be awesome if you don't maybe consider a supplement but always talk to your doctor and make those decisions for you because yeah you're the master of you and i was not making fun of midwesterners for eating corn although if you were to look at my pantry or on my costco bill and see that we do eat a bag of costco corn chips embarrassingly fast um it it does check out at least in our household <laughs> oh my goodness okay but hey that brings up a point is that regionally or depending on where you live is going to and your culture your culture of your family members your culture of your house and where you live the people you're around that's going to affect your food choices so hey it's all good the amazing news is that people can survive on a wide variety of diets as we can see hey people lived in Alaska before modern technology and they also lived in the Caribbean islands right so humans are incredibly adaptable and that's what we that is hammering in that individuality and what is accessible and also what you like yeah we don't have to eat things that we hate unless somebody's like I hate all vegetables then sometimes we have to put on our big girl panties and just find something right <laughs> A little bit of healthy, tough love is probably good. But in general, yeah, your, your needs are unique. That's a hard thing to say. Your needs are unique and there is no one set way to achieve health. And it can encompass everything that is accessible and convenient and practical for you. Other things to chat about nutrition-wise, we covered our macronutrients. We covered our micronutrients. Um, another big player would just be hydrating, drinking water. Our bodies are water. We need water. We'll talk a little more about that later in this episode. I could keep rambling for days, but let's not actually. Let's not. I really think unless you've got like specific niches or you're going to like be a pro basketball player or you've got a specific condition, that is probably all the nutrition knowledge you need. Uh, maybe we'll sprinkle other things in here and there, but even I don't keep all that in the, my brain. 
uh, because that's a lot of brain space and this is what I keep in my brain, the things I just talked about because these are the things that chronically come up when we're talking to people about nutrition. Yeah, love it. So thank you for humoring me in Nutrition 101. Back to our regular episode. Do you miss David? I know I do. <laughs> and boom. And we're back. And we're back to our regularly scheduled programming. I don't know why I'm whispering. I, w- I listen to our podcast and it's really light. We need to maybe maybe turn our volume up a little bit next time. Probably. That's why we're going to speak with our stage voices. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so we're back after that Nutrition 101. Hopefully we didn't bore you too much. Hopefully you're still with us and you didn't fall asleep. If you did fall asleep, that's okay. But maybe fast wait rewind. go back yeah go rewind ahead. to this section again uh we're gonna now talk a little bit about so this this podcast is called the state of the human nutrition uh the state of the human nutrition union and what we're hoping to cover is is what is required not necessarily required but as you have this human body and you need to give it sustenance water food macronutrients like you just heard about uh there's some of these things that are going to be um general broad brushstrokes for that apply to all humans. Um, and so we're going to kind of go through this list here of best ways that we think can generally help people experience health and experience uh, nutrition in a not hopefully a, a, a not stressful way. Uh, and so the very first one is going to be uh, something that's probably more important than actually your food intake, and that is your water intake. Yeah. You can go a long time without food. You can't go very long without water. That's true. We, w- we learned that on uh, Alone, the hit Netflix series. <laughs> Hulu. Netflix. Hulu, sorry. Wherever Hulu. it is. History, Wherever it History is. Channel. The History Channel. Uh, yes, and, you know, our body is mostly water, and it turns out when we have enough water in the system, things tend to run as planned. It's almost like the energy coolant on your engine. Um transport substances, lubricates your joints, regulates your body temperature, helps uh, your body do all the things it needs to do. So in general, stay hydrated, kids. Absolutely. What's a good rule of thumb for hydration? Rule of thumb, they say, is, well, here's the fun thing. You're going to hear this 7,000 times. We'll start with number one. You are unique. In general, experts would say a minimum of 64-ish ounces of water or half your body weight in pounds in two ounces. So a 200-pound person, 100 ounces of water per day. These are rules of thumbs. Everybody is unique, but in general, staying hydrated is going to make you feel amazing. Can you overdo it with water intake? You'd really have to be trying. But yes, you can. You can. Hypernutremia is a thing, and you can kill yourself. So don't go crazy and drink seven gallons of water. Don't beer pong or like shuttle. What's the beer? Beer shuttle. Beer pong. <laughs> don't like beer bong water for a TikTok trend or something stupid like yeah, that. Don't, don't do that. But th- this being said, most of the liquids that you drink on a daily basis have a high, uh, an H2O or a water foundation. So if you're drinking tea, if you're drinking coffee, if you're drinking milk, if you're eating grapes, if you're eating yeah, vegetables, there's, these, water, there's in water in all of these things. So you don't need to necessarily hyper uh, focus on any of these one things. But if you don't drink any water on a daily basis, you might start with drinking some water. Sure. And the caffeines, some of them can be a little diuretic so maybe just don't count those as your water but just keep drinking water we love it rough rule of thumb on a daily basis you probably should have some clear water that you drink at some point absolutely number two meals meals are the real deals and (laughs) i'm sorry guys i I, i'm sorry i don't know what she's gonna say sometimes it's the benadryl (laughs) uh Meals are amazing. We prefer, we snacks are great. They get us in between, you know, from point A to point B. There are little, you know, pit stop in the middle of the road. We love them, especially if we're, you know, doing lots of activity or we've got a long day with a lot of focus. Yes, snacks are lovely, but they do not replace or they do not have as much nutritional bang for your buck as meals do. And as we talked about in that Nutrition 101 Um, What we consider a balanced meal would be having some protein in there. It's also at breakfast. That one can be a little crazy for people. Uh, Maybe one to two palms of protein, getting in some maybe complex carbohydrates, vegetables, and some fat, kind of having that 
uh, plethora of food. We'll definitely make a special episode about how to make meals that are satiating and kind of cover all your nutritional bases. But um, in general, getting three of these kind of protein, carb, fat, uh, fiber meals is going to make you feel really, really good. And she says three. There's really no science behind three. It could be two. It could be four. It could be six. You are unique. Um, what I think that is valuable in this, uh, this concept of meals, you could do that. You you could use the same concept to talk about snacks, but it's to be that there should be a plan. Like you shouldn't just be walking along. And I think, uh, setting yourself up for potential issues if you're just mindlessly pulling food out of the cabinet or mindlessly pulling food out of the fridge and or running to the snack room and grabbing something as you feel hunger if you have some sort of plan it's a lot easier to do this balancing of macronutrients yes and those snack convenience foods are really convenient and we can absolutely include those in our diet every single day we just don't want them to replace or become like the uh spare tire (laughs) for an actual meal with you know enough whole foods um and all because those have the micronutrients and fiber that we're looking for those tend to be cut out of the conveniency snack foods so having that solid foundation of some staple meals and uh, making sure you eat them until you're satisfied that is going to really set you up for success number three slow down slow down (laughs) Like the yellow light. You slow down and, and chew your food. Chew your food, guys. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of, I mean, we, we wrote it down in all capitals, which is why we're yelling it at you. Uh, but this is this concept that more often than not, uh, we are more more and more as a society eating foods on the go and trying to eat foods more and more quickly. Uh, this includes lunchtime snacks. I remember when I was working for the Department of the Navy. Way back that I would try and eat my lunch, I still do, while I was on the computer, and not take a lunch, as opposed to setting aside time where I could eat my meal. Uh, it turns out, if you don't set set aside time, or you don't chew your food uh, uh, to a fine... What's the word? There's a word for it. There is. It's like, it's not paste, but it's the paste in your mouth. We'll, we'll find it up and... Chime, 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 C H Y M E. Yeah, that's what it is. Ooh, that sounds so gross. Chew your food to a fine chime or chime. I'm going to go with chime. I think that sounds better. Uh, if you don't do that, it actually is. It makes it more cha- more uh, difficult for your body to digest that food. Digestion begins in the in the mouth. Yes. And it begins with the salivation. With your saliva. But actually, digestion begins when you're just thinking about food. Oh, yeah, the brain. Food, technically. Your, yeah, technically. But step two is the chewing and saliva digestion. Uh, sorry, the saliva like gets to work digesting the food in your mouth. So that's the number one really important uh, idea of why it's important to slow down and chew to aid your digestion, to actually absorb those nutrients. Uh, and and the second part of that is that if you if you eat so fast that you aren't registering how much food you've eaten, it's very, very easy to overeat, mm-hmm. to overindulge. Uh, and more often than not, so a lot of times people are like, oh, my blood sugar crashed. I feel very sleepy. More often than not, I mean, maybe that's part of the, the issue. But I think a lot of times uh, people have the, the experience where it's the post-Thanksgiving meal where you just ate a lot more than you expected to eat or you ate more than was comfortable and now you're like, oh, quickly. I have to quickly, take it. Yeah. I have to sit down to digest it because sneaks up on you. all this blood has <laughs> gone to my stomach. And that experience of, of eating too quickly and not registering how much food you've eaten is also a, a, a challenge for this digestive process or this comfort that comes along with eating. Absolutely. Number four in general, in just kind of our standard American lifestyle, it's no one's fault in particular. Uh, in general, people tend not to get enough fruits and vegetables. In CrossFit, there's this silly saying called AMRAP, which is as many reps as possible. <laughs> I think of vegetables uh, and fruit as as many servings as possible. MVAP, and as many veg- uh, vegetables. A- M- Mm, we'll work on that. Yeah. I usually AMSAP. say AMSAP, as many servings as possible. I mean, in theory, yes, you could eat too much vegetables and you might get horribly constipated or have indigestion. Obviously, there's always extremes, but, you know, rule of thumb, they say four to six servings. You are unique. Uh, in general, getting some with every meal, if we throw some in some snacks, whoa, um, 
that's amazing because the micronutrients are going to help you feel amazing. The fiber is going to help you feel full and regular. And it's just an easy one to underdo in our modern lifestyle. So when there's an opportunity to add more, go for it. Uh, so I know that we're not giving prescriptions, Julie, but if you were to say as many servings as possible, do you think that's contextual to the person? So like if you're having, if you, if you're coaching somebody who has one serving of fruit and vegetable a day, would you say that a goal might be to go to two servings of fruits and vegetables a day? Yeah, that's a great point. And in general, when we're making any changes, we want to make them gradually and take note of how we feel. So don't go from one serving to six overnight. Uh, it's probably not going to feel great, even though in general, adding vegetables is probably going to promote health in you. Going from five grams of fiber a day to 70 grams of fiber a day. Yeah, your stomach is going to feel like a big old rock. (laughs) Might not go so well in the digestive process. You're going to hear us say this again, which is uh, go slowly, add things maybe one at a time, layer them in there. But just just wanted to cover maybe if you're somebody who struggles to get fruits and vegetables and don't just go to the the grocery store and buy every single fruit and vegetable that you see. Yes, every single change slowly. And so that kind of segues nicely into our number five, which is, okay, we talked about having protein, carbs, and fats and adding vegetables at our meals. Um, But Julie and David, what if I just want to go to happy hour and have pizza and beer with my friends? And we say, do it. Yeah, live your f***ing life. <laughs> so here's... We'll, we'll take the F word out. Or we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll add a beep. We'll, we'll bleep that. Beep. Um, so here's the thing balance and consistency. So this goes hand in hand with consistency. Enjoying food for culture, comfort, or socialization, or for holidays, that's incredibly important to our overall health as well. Remember how health is actually more of like a pizza? You could see how enjoying baking a cake with your mom for your birthday plays into your relationships and plays into your family traditions. That's going to help our health as well. So the more we build to these, um, you know, nutrient-packed meals, when we have a meal where we just want to, or a holiday, or we're going on vacation, we're not, we don't want to, you know, have to go out of our way to add vegetables, that is perfectly fine, and actually uh, celebrated, you know, because food is also a part of living our lives. It's a lot easier to do this, uh, number five here, um, and when she brought up consistency, it's a lot easier to do this whenever you have been consistent or you've displayed some or proven some consistency to yourself. If you've eaten and you've balanced your your meals and your snacks most of the time, let's call it 70, 80 percent of the time, mm-hmm. and then you have that one or two times throughout the week that you go and enjoy and live your life, it's a lot easier to not guilt or not shame yourself about those yeah. things. And in a weird way, not binge eat them either. Like once all of our little nutritional bases are covered and we know that we need food and then we just want to enjoy that pleasure food or moment, um, it's it's an art and or it's a it's it's a skill that takes some time. But yeah. in general, you realize that you don't need to like go crazy and like eat the barbecue until you're going to explode. You can just slow down and chew. That one doesn't that one doesn't go away. Let's keep that one always. Yep. Slow down, chew, and just enjoy it for what it is. And then there's no getting back on the wagon. There is no wagon. The next day we have those healthy habits instilled and we just kind of like get back to it when we get back to our our norm. We continue drinking water. We We continue continue eating fruits and vegetables. We continue balancing our meals and our snacks. Exactly. It's not a uh, either or type of a situation. I'm, I'm either being good and following my diet or I'm being bad and I'm binging or I'm purging and, you know, whatever. I'm going off of the wagon, as Julie said. Totally. So I know that's probably weird for some people, but um, it's, it's going to be key. And it's definitely a skill. Like Julie said, it's something that you have to practice. And the first few times that you've done it, if you're somebody who's been the Tupperware eater for the last three years, Tupperware it, eater. you might struggle with that. But it's something that's valuable from a standpoint of being healthy, um, having a healthy relationship with your uh, the people around you, but then also with yourself and the food that you're eating. Yeah, treat um, yourself nice. And so these, those, those five are really the the, the five that are surrounding food, mm-hmm. things that you put into your body. Sure. Um, we covered hydration. We covered macronutrients. We talked about that. In nutri- both of those in the nutrition 101, uh, fruits and veggies. All these things are. We'll call it best practices. Yeah. In terms of if you're going to be continue continue to human and you want to feel good about what it is that you're doing, want to be healthy. You know, that we, we tried not to get into too 
um, deep of a prescriptive mode here. We'll we'll have podcasts where we talk a little bit more about the uh, the nuances of what happens if you want to gain muscle. What happens if you want to eat for performance? Mm-hmm. What happens if you're not super comfortable with the size of your body and you want to downsize a little bit? We'll cover those things. However, these last two are also going to be uh, broad brushstrokes aspects of being a human. One of them is things are stressful. Yeah, and understanding how stress in the outside world and inside yourself complicates things with uh, your nutrition, whether it you know suppresses your hunger or whether it uh, exacerbates. exacerbates your hunger, uh, stress plays a major role on that. So once again, we're not going to tell you in this episode how to get rid of all the stress in your life and be perfectly stress-free, but I think it can be really helpful just to understand that our stress will play a role into how we feel um, around food, Yeah. Absolutely. I think that there's value in realizing some people are like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll start eating or behaving more healthfully when stress dies down. And that's probably not realistic. There's probably very few times in your life where there'll be zero stress or low stress Yeah. because life has unexpected ups and downs. Uh, and so just having some tools to navigate those ups and downs and continue to practice one through five that we just mentioned is something that's going to be a a skill. Like Julie mentioned, you'll have to practice it. It'll be part of your life for forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's beneficial. We like as humans to think about, oh, when things are perfect, I'll never have to X, Y, Z again. Sure. Turns out drinking water, eating food, handling stress, being a part of a society and a culture, you're going to have to continue to do those until you're no longer a human. Regardless of the circumstances. Regardless of the circumstances. And also on another little side note, just not letting food and nutrition and exercise be the thing that's stressful. Hence this podcast. So technically, technically exercise is a stressor. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people use exercise as a stress reliever, which can be mentally, but it is physiologically a stress. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can decrease our perception of the stress and the perception of the nutritional stress, the better off it's going to be for your overall long-term psychological health as well as physiological health. Yeah. And along with number six, kind of just generally understanding how sleep as well plays a role in affecting our hunger cues and affecting how our overall health major player um you know being underslept can have you know some consequences a whole whole host of negative health outcomes yes um there's a lot of people who are like well i I operate with three to four hours of sleep a night no problem uh and this is where there's a little bit of individuation here but at the same time there's some Pretty decent science that says that even if you feel like you're one of those people who operates well at three to four hours, you would probably operate better and be more healthful at a little bit more than that. Um, And so if you are unsure or unaware of how stress or sleep affect the way that you perceive your hunger or the way that you perceive the choices that you're making, um, these are things that would be beneficial to just take note of. And whether that's a, uh, uh, sometimes I'll I'll work with clients on logging or diet, having a diary around uh, why why are you eating right now? Is it because you're is it because you're tired? Is it because you're bored? Is it because you're stressed? Mm-hmm. Is it because you're hungry? Right. Is it because you're hungry? Being aware of what those cues are um, and often being stressed or underslept can be ways that we make choices that we otherwise wouldn't be making. Yeah. Or lose connection with those intuitive, you know, yep. urges that are inside our body. And that intuitive word, it's a good segue uh, for yeah. uh, kind of this last section. And we, we, we included six and seven there. And I, I wouldn't necessarily call those necessarily numbers that we would we go through that one through five are really those like state of the human nutrition union uh the things that affect those things as well would be stress and sleep and then the last thing would be how those uh all of these mm, all these numbers come together to can be your customized individuated version of this whatever you want to call it prescription or this uh this recipe uh whether that's intermittent fasting or whether that's you're going to eat six meals a day or whether that's yeah and that's the part where intuitive eating yeah totally uh the very much the definition of you are the master of you and a a five two office worker has very very different nutritional needs than a six nine construction worker absolutely um but even regardless of that those first corner core cornerstone those first core uh, tenants, tenants, yeah, principles, principles apply to everyone. So that's we're starting very broad, and as we build these uh, episodes, we can get a little more niche specific. But um, these these will take you 
pretty, pretty dang far. far. One yeah. of the things that we think is important when it gets to the um, individualization or customization, we'll talk more about this again in, in future episodes, is understanding your intent. So yeah. understanding what it is, why it is, how about not what it is, but why it is you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And doing things that make sense and align with your overall goals and values. If your goal is to feel good about yourself, counting your calories might not be the way to go about doing that. No, if your goal is to uh, win the Boston Marathon, being low carb is probably not going to be your best friend. Definitely being low calorie is not going to be your <laughs> being best low friend. Being low calorie and low carb, yeah. It's, those things don't do not, if you're trying do not to, compute. If you're trying to put on muscle or you're doing CrossFit and you're trying to be low carb or you're trying to put on muscle and you're low protein or you're struggling to eat enough food because you're trying to eat nothing but vegetables and uh, you know, avoiding certain foods, that might be a, a struggle for you. And so these things, this, this concept of having some awareness around what your intention is and how your habits, actions, behaviors now are either moving you toward that intention or more toward that uh, goal, if you will, and or, or if it's moving you in a different direction. Um, mm-hmm. And then being somewhat honest with yourself about what that direction is that you'd like to be going. Um, and then if there's anything that you need to tweak or change along the way, we tweak and change those yeah. things. Yeah. Absolutely. So that leads us to our last core tenant of the human state of nutrition union is that the journey is the destination. (laughs) There is no destination. There is just the journey. So hopefully, you know, maybe you're listening to these podcasts and you make a couple of little changes and you notice that those are feeling really good. That's the goal. You're That's doing, it. You're, you're, you're literally doing it. <laughs> yeah, we'll celebrate those with you too. We'll Absolutely. like scream and shout and that's that's incredible. Um, and it's just kind of, maybe it goes along the lines of just being present in your moment and knowing that, you know, happiness is exactly where you are and not to minimize anybody's pains or struggles because that's very real, but we have power over now. And so... Um, that there is just no final destination. Like I get to this body percent fat and then all my issues go away and I'm stuck there forever. That That's um, pretty unhelpful and problematic. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, it's like the, it's like believing that it's uh, the, the fairy tale is done it, and they lived happily. And ever they lived after. happily ever after. Right. You, this, this illusion that at some point we'll reach that happily ever after. And we won't ever have to do any of this oh, no other stuff ever again. No uh, and that was, that was literally where this concept of this episode came from is that these are things that you're going to have to do over and over, over and over and again. Over. And we need to find um, joy in doing them, joy in doing them and over, over and also and over. Uh, some sort of, I'm going to call it coping methods, but some, some way for you to, approach each one of these tenants with with some amount of curiosity with some amount of ownership with some amount of I need to I need to be aware of these things as I move forward because that's the best way for you to either be uh, not overwhelmed with them mm-hmm. um, or to feel a little bit more empowered yeah so those were our core tenants of the human state of the nutrition union thank you guys for tuning in Woo-hoo. hopefully you found some value there if you're somebody who's like I'm already doing all these things congratulations you're doing great we get to keep doing those things moving forward <laughs> yeah and there'll always be room for playing and fine-tuning and um, or just you know living your your dream life as it is right now very cool I hope you guys feel like you learned something and took something cool away from this episode hopefully everybody's out there flexing their biceps right now like I'm crushing it <laughs> crushing it you can't see me but I'm flexing my biceps Julie's flexing her biceps too you should flex your biceps with us <laughs> crushing it <laughs> oh my goodness we're gonna lose lose, lose listeners for that no we're not um, it's we all fucking silly hopefully we gain it yeah feel high like fi- a badass today high fi- I, you know what can we can we start this thing with our podcast of like high five a stranger high five a stranger <laughs> if you high five a stranger I don't know what I'm gonna give you but it's something awesome try it <laughs> I'll give you a high five next time I see you or if I ever if I've never met you when I when I meet you <laughs> absolutely um, so little housekeeping we have a Patreon coming up and uh, we'll We'll have, you know, some bonus content. We're getting that all together. We're going to have a healthy habit uh, installer starter pack. Which, which would be great for this episode. Which is kind of goes along with this. So when we heard all of these little nuggets we were giving you, please do not change everything overnight. One or two things, if you implement them, notice how you feel. That's a huge freaking win. And we're so stoked. And I guess our other thing is we were kind of thinking it would be super fun to 
and answer some questions. Yeah, like have like a little question at the end, like, oh, what does this person want <laughs> to know about or chat about? And it can be about nutrition. It could be about I don't know something else. We're we're pretty goofy, uh, so. <laughs> Julie, Julie's not goofy at all. It's all me. No, I'm really serious. <laughs> Super serious. Especially on Benadryl. Let me know if you want me to take a Benadryl I feel, before every oh, podcast. She said that word Benadryl several times. She's having an allergic reaction. She's not just taking Benadryl for fun. Just it's in case anybody's fun. out there listening. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that might need to be a disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, please do not abuse Benadryl. <laughs> For fun. <laughs> it's not. Extra, um, extra. Read all about it. <laughs> Julie Pope says Benadryl's good for health. Benadryl's fun. <laughs> Makes you silly. No. Um, I'm unfortunately <laughs> having an allergic reaction on my eyeballs. And funny enough, I have to shoot a commercial tomorrow. So I had a little meltdown this morning. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. <laughs> you will sex it, eh? So <laughs> Jeez. So this took place of our question. But if you have any questions, serious or silly, uh, email them to uh, beinghumanfitnessandnutrition at gmail.com or send them in our Instagram uh, through a DM. And let us know if you want it to be anonymous or if you want a little shout out. That's pretty fun. Thank you guys for those who have already uh, subscribed and followed. I, I'm really looking forward to giving you guys more materials. I know this yes. is going to be really good for a lot of people, so it feels really cool to Ju- be on the start of it. Julie, what are we talking about next? Next, we're going to do a similar episode in style, but instead of dealing with nutrition, dealing with the fitness. You have mm-hmm. a body. And it turns out, as part of being this human thing that you are, you have to move. You have to move. I mean, I guess you don't have to move, but your quality of life is going to be far greater if you do. And I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I'm already so excited to talk about that. Yes. So excited. It's It's going to be great. So thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate the crap out of you. Like, subscribe, share with somebody who you think may benefit. And we're so stoked for, for next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for listening this week. And be sure to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. Let us know what you think and submit questions to beinghumanfitnessandnutrition at gmail.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at beinghumanfitnessandnutrition. And if you want to support us or get bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. We are incredibly excited to start this journey with you, and we appreciate any and all support. See you next week.